Hey everybody, welcome to Day Clubbing, all about the ins and outs, the comings and goings at Center Club in Boston, Massachusetts. My name is Ken. With me as always is my co-host Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello. And also Hello, Scott. And also with us uh, making her return performance, it's Helen. Hello, Helen. Hi. I enjoy your podcast. Oh, thank you, Helen. Uh, we enjoy having you. So it's, you. Uh, it's an exciting uh, week this week because we have a big election coming up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the midterms are coming up. We're going to vote for a new uh, governor. Mm-hmm. New congressman. New congressman, everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, we thought we'd take a little time here. You know, uh, whenever we have a big election like this, there are amendments to, the, uh, to our laws that come up. We decide on on what we think about them. There's four questions. Right. We're going to go over them, see what we think. Now, Scott uh, took advantage of early voting. Right. I've you, done my you've voting. Already, you've already done yours. Right. But uh, Helen and I, we, we're st- we still have yet to, to go, so we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Well, I, uh, Can I say, when I was homeless, yeah. I, I voted early because I wanted to make sure that my vote was, in, in was registered, but normally... Yeah. I have this uh, thing where if I could walk, I'm going to walk to yeah, the yeah. polls. Yeah. And my uh, premise beyond that is that so many people were whipped. You you have black people going into the polls trying to register to vote, trying yeah. to vote, and they were really, you know, physically abused or trying right. to do so. And they got turned away from the polls. And you had people that was organizing that. Uh, people, you know, the... the People that didn't want us to vote were putting all kind of hindrances in our way. So when I look historically at what happened to black people and now Latinx people as well, because they used a lot of the same chicanery on us that they did on Latinos. So now I tell people, do not stand tall and feel like I'm not voting because they they don't represent me. The fact that you have that exercise, that hand that you could go into that pole and point down and choose what you want, that gives you power. And one thing I will say, I've dealt with a lot of politicians over the years, and I tell people when I've seen them when we're in a certain environment and one of the politicians comes to you because they want to know what you're feeling and they want to know if you're going to vote for them, and you get people there looking in the politician's face saying, I'm not voting because nobody does any good for me. But what they don't realize is that person that's standing there listening to you is thinking, heck, I'm not going to do anything for this person because they're not going to put me in office. Mm. You know, so if you got people telling me that, hey, I'm not going to vote because you all don't represent me. The thing is, you got to learn and you got to let these people know what your issues are because if they're coming to you, yeah. they want to know right, your issues. Yeah. And that's when you start asking questions about what right. they're going to do about this or that yeah, or right. other thing. Yeah. If you have issues that, that you want um, addressed, yeah. then you need to... Uh, question them about them, you know. Right, of course. The debates are about, you know. That's why a lot of them come into the community, they're talking to you, because if they're there, they want your vote. And I'll tell you, the senior vote is coveted. 
I mean coveted, because we were going on a senior boat cruise, and the elections were due um, in September. We had all these politicians out there that day talking to us and asking us what we felt about, and afterwards they say, well, um, I hope that I can depend on you for your vote. And that person being there that day talking to me yep. decided for me, and I said, yes, in September you will have my vote. You know, because if they're getting out, I mean, because a lot of people don't understand. Us seniors have a lot of power when it comes to um, voting. I think it, it's the biggest voting block. Yeah, because is, is seniors. We because do Because of the um, baby boomers. Yeah. It's the biggest group of people. people yeah. It's the people that vote the most. Yeah. But that's standing out because there's so many Hispanics now and people from other countries that are getting the vote. Yeah. They're trying to give them the vote, you know, that's it. But, um, it's shrinking. Yeah, the, but a lot the, of them are voting, Scott. That's what I mean. It's shrinking. The, yeah, the the you're talking about the 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 senior vote. Yeah, senior vote yeah. is shrinking in in comparison to size. Well, younger the people other. should be more involved. You know, right. and, they should, yeah. and 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 uh, you know, minorities should be you more involved if, because these things generally affect younger people and minorities yes. more than they they do older people. So, well, you wonder. Uh, What's you know? Do they care, or do they have so many cares, or more about what they're doing? Yeah, and you know, uh, going partying or whatever it is yeah. they're doing. Um, do, do they really care about the issues that much? I wasn't that um, politically active when I was younger. Neither was I really? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, was. I I think you kind of have to be now. I think that yeah. you know. You're doomed if you're not now, but I think you know. I felt like I had I had the option to not be, so I think that I was probably um, like 30 when I first started voting in. Right. Well, I elections. voted for Carter against but, Reagan, and <laughs> Reagan won, and then I was happy that Reagan won. You know. Can I, can I tell <laughs> I you a story? Yeah, yeah. When I tell this story now, people laugh, and I see it funny now. But um, in the let's say in the early 70s, yeah. We went down to, uh, we were down on Washington Street, the Boston Commons, and we were protesting welfare and Medicaid cuts, right? Yeah. And I was up there with my big side, and then the police started hitting people oh inside the head. And I, I was so scared, I dropped my side, and I, <laughs> I went running. I mean, you should have seen me book, because that's the first time I, I mean, I remember what they did to people in Kent State. Yeah. But I'm like, this is Boston, Massachusetts. And they were taking their billy club and they were knocking people upside the head. For what? Yeah, you have you have a right to peaceful protest. They were protesting welfare and Medicaid. Right, but where you you guys weren't rioting? No, we were just down there, you know, letting people know this is what happens. This is what they're doing to us, you know. And a lot of the people that were um, involved with organizing were kind of socialists, you know what I mean? So when you got a lot of people socialists, the first thing they're thinking is communist. So therefore, you they they bring the police up, but they beat them up anyway. Yeah. So you got out of there. Yes, I didn't want to get beat. I had my big old sign. You just dropped the and sign. When and I, when I tell my friends about that today, they laugh. Oh, but yeah. it was serious. Oh, yeah, happened if you try to stop the fighting when this comes up, is a big fight. Yeah, because you try to stop them, and then they'll, they'll attack you even more. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, could you imagine what happened recently when they had the um, protests in Virginia? You know, you had people there 
just peacefully protesting and then all of a sudden you get adversarial people coming in there and then you get someone that's so adversarial that he drives his SUV into people. I know, it's crazy. Right, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what's going to come, right. what happened at a protest. And right. that's what they, I think the cops talk about, you know. It's a, yeah. They're just keeping order. Yeah. And people are out of order. And you don't hear what they're saying to the cops. No, so of course, You yeah. might be down there and they're taunting the cops. And then the cops go after them. Yeah. But I'm not trying to defend the cops. They should be able to hold their cool even when they're... That's true. You should be able to taunt the cop if you can but taunt the cop. No, let me yeah, ask you, you something. Tell them to go to hell when, yeah. no, when people, when the Black Lives Matter people were marching in Washington D.C. on the Capitol, they were very peaceful. Yeah. But then they got tear gassed and they got beat upside head, and yeah. they were very peaceful. But when you had the um, what do you call that? You're not talking about January 6th. No, no. I'm talking no. about the Black Lives Matter yeah, yeah, the Black March. Lives Matter March. They were marching up to the Capitol, <laughs> and Trump had his crew out there. And right. what they did is Portland they was physically. The, the tragedy. Oh yeah, yeah, that that happened up in Portland too, where they they really tore people up. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible because so, it makes you afraid yeah. to want to go out. And I think this is what they want you to do. They want to the shut Black you Lives up. Matter they leader from Portland you. was assassinated. But I'm trying to tell you that a lot of people don't want us to be politically involved. No, you're in right. The they, yeah, they, they, they would like to quash protests. They want to us and they want to yeah. scare us away. That's why. But it's the it, only way that things change. This is from Trump. Yeah. This was from Trump that he set something up. And I know about it, and uh, there's not much you can do about it because they're protecting uh, the person who did it. They ended up saying a Black Lives Matter killed him. Right. And he killed a Black Lives Matter. And that's how they ended up covering it because this guy that killed a Black Lives Matter had a rich father in L.A. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So let's talk about this uh, this upcoming election. So there is, uh, like I said, there is a uh, a governor race happening. Massachusetts is interesting because it's a blue state, but um, sometimes we elect Republican governors. That's we what just, we did we with Charlie one. Baker. Charlie Baker, exactly. Well, because but of Charlie they Baker, said he was the most popular governor there was. Yeah. Yeah. All Isn't over the country, he was the most popular governor. But for some reason, I was surprised when he announced he wasn't running again. But I my, my uh, yeah. knowledge about Mara Healy... You know, I, I knew I was going to vote for her. Yeah, okay. So you that's know. so Mara Healy and then Deal is... Deal, yeah. What's yeah. Deal's first name? Do you Jeff Deal. Jeff Deal. Well, like I voted for him because I thought, I'll be, you know, I don't care talking about, yeah. you know, who I vote for. And the reason I voted for him instead of her wasn't sexual, you know, sexual orientation or anything that I like men better than women or anything like that. Yeah. It was because Charlie Baker had done such a good job as a Republican, I thought he'd follow in his footsteps. Okay. So I don't know too much about him. I know that deal is backed by Trump. Yeah, he endorsed but, him. Uh, but oh, that doesn't mean much, really. No, no, no but what mean. bothered me about him was when I, I saw the first debate. Yeah. And I tried to be neutral with him and Mara Healy. Right. Except what bothered me, and the same thing happened with the mayoral race when Wu was running against Asabi George, yep. is at, they were taking subtle attacks towards the person that they felt was a forerunner. And by so doing, that made me feel like, okay, dirty politics again. 
And if you've got somebody that's doing that before they get into office, once they're in office, you don't know what's going to happen because they might have one thing on the surface. Because I'm going to be honest with you. When I was listening to the January 6th hearings, until I heard um, Donald Trump's supporters, people that worked with him in his cabinet, until I heard him speak, about the things that he had been doing, I had no idea. I was shocked. Mm. I really was shocked because even though um, Trump had a certain persona that, you know, people would gravitate towards, personally, until people in his cabinet that resigned Mm. because of some of the things he did, and I mean, the things were so heinous, I couldn't believe it, but I said to myself, you know, I even if I had to crawl to the polls, I'm going to crawl sure. to the polls. Mm. Because, like I said, I remember what happened to blacks historically, and yeah. I know that they're saying today these things are now gravitating towards that same kind yeah, yeah. of policy that it's Deal saying. Deal may not win rest- because of Trump. You know, he you know? support, he's yeah. going to leave it alone if he wants these Republicans to win. Yeah, and all he has to do is open his mouth because well, all re- the yeah. people that he supported, b- before he started supporting them, their coffers were not that full. And now, a- when they started feeling the election was stolen, people started giving them millions upon millions in donations, you know? And these are people, when they started out, well, some during, of them had three hundred thousand. Some had five hundred thousand. During the but last compared election, compared that to millions. Yes, yeah, right. Trump, well, who lost? Yeah. Back to a woman in Georgia. I believe it was Georgia. They, they were having a runoff. Yeah. Because it was too close to call, and the black guy, the Republican Warnick. Democrat, yeah. yeah won the election. Right. And because Trump opened his big mouth. Well, Maura Healey is our attorney general, right? That's who she is now, and she's running for governor. I, I It seems like the polls look like Maura she's Healey will probably going to win. Probably yeah, she probably will she win. She had 50-something yeah. percentage points, and then yeah. she said she had 38-something percentage points. You know, I keep yeah. up with that kind of stuff. And, you know, my sister's in her 70s, one of my yeah. sisters in... She called me all the time. Helen, did you watch the debates? I said, I saw the first one. Right. You know, but a lot of times what I enjoy is you get a kind of perspective when you when you watch PBS because they have all these political analysts yeah. that tell you what's going on on both sides of the aisle. You know, yeah, yeah. they're not just telling you, oh, all they're letting you know is that you have a choice and you need to go out there and vote. So let's, uh, let's talk about these uh, proposals. Question one, proposed amendments to the Constitution. Additional tax on income over $1 million. Yeah. Now, this is state uh, constitution? Let's see. I'm going to read it. Um, the proposed constitutional amendment would establish an additional 4% state income tax on that portion of annual taxable income in excess of $1 million. This income level would be adjusted annually by the same method used for federal income tax bracket to reflect increases in the cost of living. So uh, this is for people making over $1 million. So it says a yes vote would amend the state constitution to impose an additional 4% on that portion of incomes over $1 million. A no vote would make uh, no change. 
Okay, forty thousand dollars is how much you would pay. Yeah, that's forty thousand uh, dollars. Forty thousand four percent of a million. Is forty thousand. Forty thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. But now what bothers me about that? Yeah, go ahead. I was very, closer to very, the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. I was very, 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 very uh, clear about what I was going to do because I was listening to a lot of political analysts talking about this, and I was. It came to mind. They said that when this similar thing happened in California, yeah. a lot of the people with money started leaving the state. And they're saying a lot of the people that have this money, they have the kind of accountants that can hide the money so that you yeah. can say, oh, yeah, I earned so well, much money. Well, yeah, that money, is one of the problems. They have <laughs> that, and not only that, they they're saying loopholes. that if we vote yes, we're going yeah. to get money for education, like public schools. We're yeah. going to get built uh, bridges, roads, right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. they're going to move to Philadelphia. Yeah, but I'm saying that's that's <laughs> a that's a fruitful right? thing. Yeah. But the thing they said is, if we get this money coming in, yeah. the people that have control on how it should be spent are not necessarily going to use that money as it's well, intended it, to be used. It for. is guaranteed to go to So let's out so here's Ooh, yeah. here's what it says in favor, okay? By voting yes on question number 1, you make sure that the very richest in Massachusetts pay their fair share, which I think everybody agrees that that should happen. Mm-hmm. Current tax rules allow multimillionaires to pay a smaller share in taxes than the rest of us, which is true. Question number one will make an ex- the extremely wealthy pay an additional 4%. Now, the additional money is constitutionally guaranteed to go towards transportation and public education. education yeah. Now, question one means every child can go to a, a great school. We can fix our roads, expand access to vocational training, and make public colleges more affordable. Excellent roads and schools help our small businesses grow, create new jobs, and build strong communities. So that's the that's the four. Now, here's the against. Against... And these are the people that are against it, small businesses, family farmers, homeowners, and retirees. Now, before we even get to them, I will say this. First of all, how many family farmers are there in Massachusetts? I don't know. How many of them make a million dollars? Not that many are yeah, multi-millionaires. Secondly, I understand retirees. If you're making over a million dollars, you're not a retiree on a fixed income. I'm right. sorry. So, Question number one nearly doubles the state income tax on tens of thousands of small business owners. All right. That's just it. You can be a retiree. Yeah. And still own businesses. Yeah. And be a chairman of the board and be considered retired from working as president of the company that you were working on. So you can still be making millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, of course you can. And still be a retiree. So I don't see that as a big argument. So to me, this seems like a no-brainer. I would would vote yes on this. I don't know about you, I'm going to vote yes. But I'm saying, you know something that's very interesting that gets me, though, is that it's always been a problem that you look at and you say, why is it that people that have so much money It's never enough. Right. Why is it always difficult to make them pay their fair share? I don't get right. it. Because it doesn't seem like it's I, a big deal. It's to you. It's a big deal to me because right. I don't have a lot of it. It's not a big deal to you. So well, what do you care? But the thing is, is why is is kind of like prestige. Yeah. Along with the fact that they're working hard to make more money and they get in the habit of working hard to make more money. Yeah. And that gives them their prestige, you know, and their their sense of worth. And so if they were to 
give up all their money, you know, for taxes or, or a high percentage, yeah, or whatever, they would lose some of their their. Yeah, but you know, everybody everybody's working you know? hard. If working hard yeah, equated well, some of them they're not working hard, Scott. They got people working, <laughs> working hard, hard for, for them. them. Yeah, exactly. That's if, how you picture it, but it's if, not really how it if, is. If working if working hard equated wealth, then you know the, the Hispanic co- communities well, would be the richest here because they don't right. work. They work right. harder than and everybody and else, especially the Mexicans coming up labor. here. And this Thank is you. What, the undocumented workers work. Are the ones that work in three jobs? So you're talking about physical labor. I am talking about physical labor. I'm not talking about that. I know what you're talking about. I know what you mean. What are you talking about? The tech field? Well, you don't know what economic knowledge you have to have at running a business. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, it is complicated. I don't know if it's working hard in the same and way. And a lot of people t- that are in business fail. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. The ones that don't are the ones that are, are crafty. Let's uh, move on to, the, to question number two, which is regulation of dental insurance. Okay, okay. Scott, what about those implants again? <laughs> He's getting yeah. them. I know, but He's he, them. he said he voted no. It had something to do with that uh, right. dental. Okay, let's talk about it. I'm going to give you the summary here. Because if they change the dental insurance rules, yeah, they might cancel out my... Uh, this one is complicated. Yeah. This is what's complicated, so let's let's check it out. The proposed law would direct the commissioner of the Massachusetts Division of Insurance to approve or disapprove the rates of dental benefit plans and would require that a dental insurance carrier meet an annual aggregate medical loss ratio for its covered dental benefit plans of 83%. Now, do you know what that means, Scott? Yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah. The medical loss ratio would measure the amount of premium dollars a dental insurance carrier spends on its members' dental expenses and quality improvements as opposed to administrative expenses. It just means they have to spend more of the money that you give yeah. toward your care. Okay. But, um, and that implies that they're not spending uh, very much money on your care. It says a yes vote would regulate dental insurance rates, including by requiring companies to spend at least 83% of premiums on member dental expenses and quality improvements instead of administrative expenses and by making other changes to dental insurance Quality improvements sound good because, to me, because implants is a quality improvement. But, you know, 83% of what you, you know, um, premiums that you're paying is not going to cover it. Right. What you you know the 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 prices of the things they want. It's not going to cover it. So it seems more like um, you got to pay for what you get. I guess. Let's see what it says for in favor. It says a yes vote expands consumer protection laws that already exist for medical insurance companies to dental insurance companies. A yes vote ensures better coverage and value for patients instead of unreasonable corporate waste. For example, according to its own 2019 form 990. Delta Dental uh, paid executive bonuses, commissions, and payments to affiliates of $382 million while only paying $177 million for patient care. So I get it now. Mm. So they say that 83% has to go to the patients. Well, that would mean you, you take those numbers and yeah. um, you take a look at them, and that means another uh, $180 million or whatever is going to yeah. go towards the patients, and the 320 bonuses will come down to uh, right. 50 or 60 million. Yep. So stopping corporate waste is what it sounds like. Yeah. That's yep. why I, I'm voting yes on that one too. 
But that's well, not all the insurance companies. Well, here's what it says against. The question uh, will increase costs for Massachusetts families and employers, a 38% premium increase in one recent independent study, and could result in thousands of people losing access to dental care. So that's scary. Yeah, that's the one I'm worried about. Yeah. Well, I'm not because there, there are ways around that, I think, because I've been getting um, dental care and I never felt that anything I needed I couldn't get because of some kind of um, loophole. Wow. You know? And I think based on what they're saying there, yeah. that when I do go, because like, I have to have oral surgery again, yeah. and um, they're going to do it. And they're not going to say to me, oh, well, you owe us some money. Yeah. Uh, and after that, I, like Scott is getting his beautiful implants. We can't me, wait to see those. Yeah, yeah, me, I'm just getting my beautiful dentures because my yeah. sister, she got them and she yeah. said, oh, Helen, do you like my um, new teeth? And yeah. I said, they're beautiful. Yeah. So he will have his beautiful <laughs> implants, but I will have my beautiful dentures because yeah. if you get yeah. them done right, they, right. they go right in your mouth, you know? Yeah. yeah. Only yeah. thing is he can't take his out, but hey, I don't mind taking mine out. I brush them. Dental dental insurance is uh, it's funny I you know so you get do you get total coverage for for that? No, um, my I think my dentist is making a deal with uh, okay yeah with Navicare to okay pay okay. enough so that I can pay a little because I got um, I got one implant my front tooth is an implant mm-hmm. and uh, it was the most expensive thing I ever bought like even with my insurance it cost me four thousand dollars wow yeah well I think the if there's two teeth, it won't be eight thousand. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If they're going for a second tooth, it, or it might be three. Yeah, it doesn't you know, triple it, or quadruple it, per no, tooth. It, yeah. No, it's, yeah, yeah. it's uh, you got to realize that they're doing the drilling and doing all this other stuff, and they can drill for one yeah. and yeah. have three. Yeah, yeah. And so I had ten drilled, so that might be two thousand dollars right there. Yeah, yeah. All right. But you know, I knew one person. He got his whole mouth done, and this was like over. I'd say about 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah well, uh, 20000 for everything. His yeah, yeah, implants up and down. You think they went down or they went up? Uh, oh, I'm sure they went up, but but this guy's got a deal going. So <laughs> Yeah, I know, but the thing is, is I, I like could be that. crying in, in, uh, in February 16th when I'm supposed to get them when he tells me the insurance won't Well, die. that's the thing. I want to make sure you get your teeth. So which way are we voting on this one? Voting no. We're voting I'm no. Voting yes. All right, all right, Helen's gonna vote yes on you, but I'm gonna. Uh, I want to help you out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm well, gonna vote no. Yeah, I'll. I'll what I'll do, I might Scott, have some is special I'll, avenues I'll beg to on work the corner on it, for you. And somebody from the government may cover my, yeah. my all right. teeth. Did you hear what I said? I'll beg on the corner for you. Well, 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 if we have to, we'll we'll take up a collection. A collection. All right, let's uh, go to the next one. Question, I want to see your pretty teeth. Question three is. <laughs> Question three is now I I've, I'm confused by this one. We'll see if we can figure this out. Is this the one with the uh, Ex- the um, expanded availability of licenses for the sale of alcoholic beverages? If it's going to increase the sale of alcoholic be- beverages, yeah, don't do it. The proposed law would increase the statewide limits on the combined number of licenses for the sale of alcoholic beverages. Right. So they'd be more legally selling. Of, of from alcohol beverages that or, one that any one retailer could own or control from nine to twelve licenses. Yeah, because he could go and have nine to twelve places to the, loaded to the with alcohol. Yeah, I say no to that. Beginning in 2023, the proposed law would set a maximum number of all alcoholic beverage licenses that any one retailer could own or control, 
at seven licenses unless a retailer currently holds more than seven. Mm. The proposed law would require retailers to conduct the sale of alcoholic beverages uh, through face-to-face transactions and would prohibit automated or self-checkout sales of alcoholics. Mm. Uh, the proposed law would alter the calculation of the fine, blah, 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 blah. So I guess it's for people that, um, here's, here's what it says. A yes vote would increase the number of licenses a retailer could have for the sale of alcoholic beverages to be consumed off-premises. Right. Um, a no vote would make no change to the law. So I guess it's for chains. Like, you know, chains can now have more, yeah. could have more alcoholic, alcohol sto- uh, liquor stores if they yeah, want. Yeah, and they even got, right. you could go on thing. an app and they'll mail it, I mean, they'll deliver it to your That's door. That's true, they will, yeah. I don't like that. I don't think that. we need uh, more alcohol. You guys, are, you guys are against it. Yeah. Well, I'm against uh, um, advertising or any kind yeah. of money being put towards selling alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, people want to buy alcohol, let them pay the, through the nose, like, you know. Right. Boy. Yeah. Like the bootleggers did, you know. Yeah. And you had the people going in these speakeasies getting what they needed. Those were people who were determined to get their alcohol. Yeah. However, yeah. I think that having a law like this would put re- constraints on a lot of people that need it. Like um, my experience from being homeless, yeah. um, there, uh, there's this guy, the man, he doesn't worry about money. So every Sunday, I used to call him um, Mr. Uh, the $10 million man. Because yeah. every Sunday on time, this man would show up, he'd give each person a $10 bill, and most of the people, they'd pool it together, they go to the liquor store, and they would get the rock gut vodka, you know, the stuff that yeah. will knock you out as soon yeah. as you finish it, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and they would be out there. I saw some of the behavior that I felt if they had a kind of monitoring system on how that alcohol was sold the this is just this one liquor store that know yeah. the homeless people's coming in yeah, there yeah, of course. so they have it at a low price for them and they they're selling them stuff that you know is going to eat away the liver but because they yeah. are they need something i guess to desensitize the environment that they're in when they're homeless they don't care what they're drinking. Let me you ask know? you guys this. How do you feel about uh, all the dispensaries that are going up? Oh, oh it you mean, mean for, the for the yeah. Uh, marijuana? Yeah. How many are there? I mean, there's a couple in Salem now. Now they got, them in, Salem. they got one, I think, in Mattapan. One, they, got, yeah, they got one right down the know? street here. Yeah, they got they, them all over these they days. Have a, they had one in Brookline the all license. the time at the um, former okay. Brookline Savings Bank. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But um, odd, um, what's her name? Um from um, what's her name? Marjorie Egan. She was talking about yeah. it on um, yeah the um, the radio. So she always talking to Jim about marijuana. My, um, my feeling is, what, first of all, younger people are much more interested in marijuana than alcohol, which is fine with me because alcohol is much more destructive to them and to the environment. So right. uh, if they want to smoke marijuana, that seems fine with me. Uh, I, to a certain extent, yeah, but. Um, 
it causes craziness in a certain to a certain extent. Most people can maintain and yeah. handle it, yeah, and yeah. then they come down and they're okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so which is a lot like alcohol. Most people aren't smoking weed, getting in their car, and, and running people no. over. No, know, no, so. they're not. But do you know what? Um, a lot of people would do though. Yeah, they would take prescribed medications and get behind a wheel. Sure, yeah. I mean, you, you know, and they would. So they that's would, always they would cause um, you know some of the yeah. most. What, what uh, is the problem? Yeah. It, with s- selling marijuana, yeah, is that the dealers, yeah, that deal black market drugs, yeah, yeah, will come to the dispensary out and hang out outside and try <laughs> to sell their their wares. Well, they can do that if they want, you know. Well, I suppose if yeah. they want to go to jail, yeah. Um, but um, I just don't think it's it's fair to people that just want to smoke a little marijuana, yeah, and not get really sauced, right? To uh, push it on them, yeah, sauced, huh? So I've seen people get a lot more than sauced. <laughs> I could have sworn they were so high. If I'd have, you know, had been a little bit dazed, I'd have think they were floating on air. Yeah, but you know what? Even if somebody gets super high as opposed to super drunk, people get drunk and start fights and all that kind of but stuff. People don't get high and start fights. Crystal meth. But marijuana, not <laughs> really. Yeah, I think marijuana. it's much more milder in general. Yeah, but I'm saying I, I've seen them when sure. they get yeah. drunk. They, some people, they would fight. And yeah. I, I mean, oh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm talking about yeah. some serious fights. Well, they, they mix where them. They yeah. draw they blood, the, you know the, what I mean? Marijuana with the alcohol. Too. But I'm saying I've seen people, yeah. they no, I, draw I blood. So, so the last question, and I think this is the most controversial one so far, I think. Mm-hmm. Is the eligibility for driver's licenses? Oh, I agree with that because you got a lot of people that oh, come yeah. up let here. They may, have, they may be, a, they may be illegal aliens. A lot of them, right? Yeah. But they're working in jobs that people are paying them for. So right. if they have to get to work and they need a tr- car to get to work, yeah. I bet you you get four of them in that car. You know, they're willing to drive their friends, so they're going to show up early. Because a lot of people don't look at it, but a lot of these people that are doing these jobs, they show up on time and they do the job. So we should point out that this... I think we should give them licenses. Well, this law... And we can find out who they are if we want to. Yeah, I agree with you, Scott. So this law is already in place. So the, the vote for yes or no is to either keep it or repeal it. Yeah, we want to keep it. So a yes vote would keep uh, in place the law, which would allow Massachusetts residents who cannot provide proof of lawful presence in the United States to obtain a driver's license or permit if they meet the other requirements for doing so. Well, we could find out and prove it if we wanted to, but we don't worry about it. If you don't have to prove it, then a driver's license is no problem. Right. And you shouldn't have to prove it. So, so again, the, the, this is the law already. Now, uh, the driver's license should be if they pass the test, the test for the driver. Right. Now that's test, what right. I agree they, to too. They can uh, drive. Yeah, because they seem like two different things to me. You know. Yeah. To me too. It's such minutia. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like why? I mean, it's right there. You know. And if somebody isn't doing something legal, they're getting a license. You're gonna know it at some point. Yeah. Because most of the people that are driving they're going to jobs yeah you know Mm -hmm. and and a lot of them by going to jobs those employees are taking out taxes and things like that so that's money that's coming into our coffers you know our state coffers or whatever and i think that they should definitely have that ability on this uh, and accessibility to get to that job the reason this bill has probably come up is because of immigration reform that we were Right, helping the Hispanics 
get out of the dreamer problem and all that when yeah we did that and um <clears throat> because of that this is so, them trying to cause another problem you know the trump type of people yeah you know, with with uh, the hispanics or the people from other countries which the they're here yeah let's welcome them yeah and let's give them what they need yeah if they need a, a passport why can't they give us the name? We go back to their country, get the name, and get them a passport. Right. So the yeah the so the argument against this one is um, what people are saying is that if you give people who are undocumented um, driver's licenses, that sort of validates their being here. You know, um, and some people just don't think that's fair. To who? Yeah. To them. <laughs> Well, to them, they, they seem aggravated by, about it. But yeah, well. let me ask you this question. Yeah. If you have somebody out there that applies for a driver's license yeah. and they're not here legally, right. but you have already confirmed that they're in stability, when it, they have a lot of stability when yeah. they're going to do a job. And not only that, they're paying a rent because they can't live in the street. Of course. You know, so... If, this all yeah. of this is happening, and if you find people that are not, you know, going through this similar pattern, yeah. then it's going to stand out at some point, and you're going to be able to say, okay, well, this person isn't following the protocols yeah. that were set up, so therefore we have to rescind giving that person a license. Right, and I don't see any problem with that. No, I don't either. But it, overall, it, the percentages. Yeah. Are with the people that are doing these jobs, and I mean they're doing jobs that a lot of people don't want. Of course, to do. yeah, and it always it always goes back to the argument. Well, we're allowing them to take our jobs, and that's just a, a hollow, hollow argument. Uh, we can make a big list. Yeah, how, I'm sorry. We can make a big list. Yeah, of everybody that got a driver's license without yeah. without documentation yeah. from the United States. Right, and, and uh, take that list and go through it. And, uh, you know, or on the questionnaire, ask them what country they're from and yeah. all this other stuff. So we have all the information we need. Yeah. And some of it might be lies, but most of it will come through and we'll, well, we'll be able to get them the documentation if that's what they want. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know. driver's license and documentation. Maybe some jobs require, you know, proof of citizenship. And I guess you can't do those jobs. But a lot of jobs don't require that. No, so, right. you know. No, a driver's license shouldn't require. A driver's license shouldn't, you know. So I'm, That's what I'm uh, yeah, saying. If I, they want yeah, to do that, yeah, find document somebody, they can use that list yep. of people that that driver's license to to document the people that are, are undocumented. Yeah, yep. because what what a lot of people here um, don't know is that you get uh, there are I guess there are um, how do you say contracts that the U.S. government have here with other uh, governments mm -hmm. to provide labor in this country when it's like picking season. Yep. Because I remember once me and my family went, we went, we went uh, apple picking. Yeah. And all these Jamaican men were picking apples. And right. I said, oh, I said, are you, are you from Boston? They said, no, we come up here every year from yeah. Jamaica. You know, uh, it said a whole lot of I mean, them. They, they give us a place in. to stay. You know, they yeah. and they go out and they pick all the apples and they package yeah. them up and get them ready to ship out. 
Yeah, and uh, the grocery stores make a lot of money. Yeah. Immigrants are the backbone of this country. So it's I agree. crazy to me that you would um, try to make things harder on them. So yeah. those are the four uh, questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously vote however you you feel. You should vote. We'll see yeah. what happens. Now, Election Day is November 8th. Yeah. Right. Which is a Tuesday. Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, not you, this Tuesday. No, not this Tuesday. Next, the Tuesday after. Three, yeah, uh, November 8th. And uh, you can just go online and find out where you're going to vote. You 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 can sometimes you can vote uh, uh you know by mail which is what yeah. Scott did you may but have my already done that. My center is right around the corner. Yeah, mine is right down minutes. the street. Is at Salem University, so oh. I just go there. And of course mine you, is just two minutes away. Mine's just a city hall at Everett if I wanted to go and yeah. vote there. But I'm of course you get your care. little uh, I voted sticker. That's always fun. <laughs> I get lots of them and I put them on my notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously we we try our best to be. Um, you know, very pro no democracy tro- here yeah, at Center pro Club. Democ- well, also and we- very diverse because we have a very diverse That's population exactly right. here. We have a very diverse population, and and everybody has um, some stake in these in these questions. Right. You know, from from teeth to 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 immigration. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's all the teeth mm-hmm. ones. I'm being kind of selfish if that's <laughs> true the way it is, but. but um, We'll worry about that I, I later. Think, we'll worry about that after. I February. don't think it will help that much when you t- you look at the overall picture. Yeah. Um, people that want you know um, implants instead yeah. of uh, um, dentures, you know, and yeah, that's a big the big deal nowadays. Right. Is are you going to get implants or are you going to get dentures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're still sticking with dentures because they haven't brought down the price yet. I know. Yeah. Of uh, implants. Obviously, implants are would be. Preferable, but they're uh, prohibitively they have, expensive. And uh, moreover, the insurance isn't covering. Right, exactly. All right, so listen, everybody, do your best to get out there on November eighth and find out where to vote, and then go and vote. Right. Every vote yep. counts. Yeah, be there or be square. That's exactly Even right. If you're gonna vote otherwise, <laughs> and I vote. Good, yeah. Good luck. Right, and yeah. honestly, if you don't vote, you don't. You shouldn't be able to argue because, yeah. you know, you had your chance to say what you had to say. Yeah, but there is a, um, an argument there. Yeah. That um, the candidates and the people that are running yeah. do not really represent you represent or your beliefs. Your, your or beliefs what, yeah. you know, and um, I like the democratic system, you know, yeah. the two, two-party system. But yeah. there's, there's independence and there's yeah. all different parties. Right, and um, I'm sure there are people that you know vote and just vote to vote because there's nobody representing them, and they they vote for the closest one, and that's where you go. Right? Well, that's well, it. Sometimes you you're voting against somebody. Um, there was a time that I uh, registered as an independent, yeah, and I did that for one reason. Okay, um, Massachusetts had um, um. Somebody in government it was Senator Ed Brooks. Okay. And he was African American. Yeah. But he was bipartisan. Yeah. You know, he worked both sides of the aisle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was the reason why I became an independent because yeah. when he was going to run for office, I was going to vote for him. Right. But after he, you know, re- retired and everything, I went back to um, being a Democrat. But when I was an independent, I felt—I just say—I I felt very comfortable with my choice. Yeah. But then I realized, um, with the Democratic system and the Republican system, you need to at least be able to support a side that you believed in the principles of. Yeah, right, And of even though there are some Republicans that I listen to, 
over the years. And, like, they did the same thing. They're yeah. bipartisan if certain things came up. Like, say, the um, Republicans and all the January 6th committee, I have a lot of respect for them because, you know, they didn't um, fall into line with the other yeah, Republicans, yeah. you know. They, right. they just said, hey, I need to do what's right. Yep. And when I see something like that, yeah. it begins to tell me that the system in some ways can work. You know what, uh, Scott? I bet you could work on both sides of the aisle. <laughs> I bet you I could. I bet you could. I'd vote for you. I think I think this guy could. I don't think I could, but I think you could. I don't think Helen could, but I I'd think you could. I'd vote for him. Well, you know, I'm I I've got um way you know understanding of what rich people yeah you know how they're living. I took economics to college yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, and um, I know. What poor people go through for being poor, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> right, or living as so you a can poor see man. both sides of the argument. So I see uh-huh. both sides of the argument, yeah. and uh, I think the rich people should be willing to give up more of their money, yeah. Even though you know, yeah, I support the rich people because they're supporting the gov- the country, yeah. You know, by more and more products and things that they give us yeah. that we go out and buy, but they need to give money to the poor to a certain extent, you know, yeah. Socialist uh, medicine and social socializing uh, uh, education. Yeah, that's where we should be headed. Of course, I agree. But anytime you say that word socialism, all the people with money see is, hey, that means we're gonna have to give up and we're gonna have to be on an even keel with the system. Socialize. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, everybody, this has been a great uh, discussion. I think we figured out a lot of stuff. Yeah, we did. We got a couple weeks to see how it all shakes out. In fact, why don't we get together after the election? And, and we'll see how it all it all yeah. went down. Yeah, we we uh, patted ourselves on the back for how clever we were. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah it goes. and and para mis amigos, vota, vota, vota. Thank you. All right, so thank that, you, Helen. To my friends in Spanish. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, thank You're you. Welcome. And we'll see you next time on Day Clubbing. <laughs>